Panther fans, welcome to GSU Panther Zone. I'm Jeremy, the Impact York. This is Impact Media's weekly drive through Pantherville as we talk about the Georgia State Panthers. Lots we're going to get into. And uh, I'm going to mention a conversation that, that is not ready to take place. A little later on, but you guys have brought it up so many times that I, or not so many times, but a couple times. I, I will say I could count on one hand the amount of times I've heard it, these discussions taking place. So, among you guys, among the fans, that's the only place I've heard it, but I, I'll address it later on. As always, if you would if you uh, would like to give us a rating, review, question, comment, suggestion, the places you can do so is anywhere you find a podcast, like the iTunes Store, like Spotify, like Podcast One, any of those fun places, you can do so. If you would like to email the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E, at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, GSU Panther Zone. Jeremy York, Impact Media, any of that should come up. If it doesn't, email the show, let us know, send us a message, something. I will I will uh, make sure that you can find it. If you want to just see the links to the shows that we do, go to Twitter, at Team Impact Media. That is what that entire account is about. If you want to see more than the show links and uh, follow the, the uh, many other adventures and things that, that I am a part of, and that you can be a part of as well. You go to Triller, Twitter, TikTok, or Instagram at the Impact 99. You will find me. Now, let's talk some Georgia State Panthers. Let's talk. We know they lost last week to Coastal Carolina. That was a Thursday night game. 41 to 24. Now, a lot of people are like, gosh, that's 17 points. Uh, oh, they got blown out. They were never in that game. Let's let's stop there. Let's stop there. In the first, I don't know, it was the first two minutes of the game, Coastal had already put 14 points on the board uh, behind a 50-yard pass to Brown from, from uh, McCall and a 53-yard pass from McCall to Brown. Um, they caught Georgia State flat-footed early. They realized that they were a little banged up. When you have an early turnaround, it does not give you the proper days to heal up people that may have been uh, a little dinged up the, uh, the prior Saturday. So Georgia State had some people in there that were not uh, the normal people, and that is not the excuse. That is not their fault. We will get a little more into that a little later. But you two minutes into the game, and, and a minute 39 to be exact, you're down 14 to nothing. So if we took that off the board, let's just say that that didn't happen. Then the final score of this game, and there's other little moments that could go back and forth, but the final score of this game would have been 27-24, which was a lot closer to what it was. This game was a lot closer than it was. It's just it was uh, hiding behind the facade of the 14-point deficit early. I, I very much think Georgia State was in this game. There were a couple different times. You get right there at halftime. You're only down 
And then uh, midway through the fourth, after Jontre Hunter gets the uh, 77 yard, by the way, this is a, a Georgia State record. Jontre Hunter gets the 77 yard pick six, takes it all the way back. It's only 34 24 there with. Uh, with a handful of uh, minutes left in the game. I mean, you're, you're still right back in it at that point. Uh, then Coastal does add the, the final one. Um, and I was mistaken. It was not a minute 39 in the game. It was about three minutes into the game. They were up 14 nothing. But there was a lot, a lot to take away from this one. And a lot of things, yeah, you could say a bounce here, a bounce there. Um, of course, we did talk to Coach post game. And as always, I do have some press clips for that. So right now, let's hear from Coach about uh, his opening statement and uh, the changes that he will make going forward. Yeah, very disappointing night uh, this evening. Um, very disappointing. I mean, um, right from the opening kick, the return, first play from scrimmage. Um, and it just kind of carried on a little bit. Uh, we kind of got our balance a little bit and fall back. And then uh, you just kind of fell back in a hole. We didn't help ourselves there in the second half offensively. There were multiple turnovers. Um, had the opportunity on our first drive to go down and uh, and really kind of change the game right there. We missed a missed an open pass right there at the beginning and uh, ended up turning the ball over on our, our first possession. And then they take it down and, and score. Makes it a 14-point swing. Um, and then it was just uh, really an uphill climb from there. Had the opportunity right there with the turnover for a touchdown. Um, and uh, we couldn't capitalize another turnover offensively. And it was just a long night. Um, you know, I credit Coastal Carolina. They, uh, they got a good football team. They're well coached. Um, they, they play extremely hard. Um, you know, you just can't make mistakes. Can't make mistakes like we've made. Um, I just told our guys that we're going to find out a lot about our football team here in, in the next week. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's part of the game. It's part of the game. We were shorthanded a little bit tonight, but I don't think in any one of those uh, positions it was just a huge, huge impact. Uh, they're capable players to go out there and play. And, um, you know, a couple missed assignments uh, right from the get-go just got us behind uh, very, very quickly. So, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a disappointment. We're gonna have to grow. We're gonna have to learn. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to make some. We're gonna have to make some changes. Uh, so, but uh, we'll evaluate them. Um, I don't know. Can't sit here and tell you exactly the changes that we're gonna make, but something's got to, got to be different uh, moving forward. And as he said, he is gonna make changes. He does. He did not technically know what those could be. I think he does have some in mind. He just was not ready to share those with us, and I totally understand because that is that is an in-house thing. That is not public knowledge yet. The public knowledge version of that, the changes, will be what we see this week when they take on Army. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, also, here is Coach talking about only being down at 10 and uh, what thoughts were going through his head at that particular moment. <laughs> I kind of came in here and, and, and sat, and I was thought, you know, it, it's poorly – of a first half as it was to be down 10. I was like, you know, we're, we're getting the ball back. We're going to take this thing down. We're going to make a three-point game. The momentum will change. And we certainly had every intention, just like everyone does. And, and we had the, the, the place to go do that. Uh, I mean, we, we, we missed a, a 
wide open Robert Lewis right down the middle right there. It's a little underthrown and just had the opportunity and we continued to drive. We picked up the first down, got the pass interference, and then we, we had the turnover. Um, when you have the turnover and they take it down and score, you know, it kind of puts you right back in the hole and they start throwing the dirt over you. I mean, it's kind of what I said. It's kind of what I said a minute ago. When you, when you look up at halftime, you we're only down 10. I mean, we were down 14 with a couple minutes into the game. Now we're down to 10. We're, we're right in this. We get the ball. You, you, there's a good chance we can do something about this. Didn't quite end up in their favor that way, but, you know, you still look up and, you, and you're like, we're, we're still very much in this game. At no point did I ever think Georgia State was not in this game. Uh, here is Coach speaking of those quick scores early. Here is him on Coastal scoring two touchdowns so early in the game. For whatever reason, it did not transition from our coaches to our players, and that is that's poor. That is poor. That's poor on our part. Uh, that can't happen. You can't go play with a guy that can't take it from the, the meeting room to the playing field, and, and we've got to coach better. I mean, you, 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 there's there's no other way. If it's not – it's got to be driven home to these guys to put the, to put them out there because we've got a lot of guys out there laying on the line. We've got a lot of guys out there playing with great effort and, and playing with their hearts out and, and laying everything on the line for our football team. And if we're putting guys out there that are unprepared and they're not playing or we're not doing a, bit, a good enough job in coaching those players to go out there, then, then I have to figure that out and I have to figure out why it happens. I mean, as you notice there, he does not say anything about – uh, being deflated, being defeated. I mean, it's just a couple minutes into the game. You're like, oh, okay, well, if they can do that, we can do that. And I very much think this team is capable of, of scoring that quick. We've seen them score super quick. So, you know, you, you keep battling back. You keep doing what you got to do. Um, here is Coach on – we all know the running game is is the kind of the bread and butter of this offense, even though Darren is great at finding his receivers all over the place, whether – that is Robert Lewis has has emerged as a as a big receiver, um, Jamari Thrash, you know Chris Bird, even all those guys. Uh, here is Coach on not running the ball well. Uh, we didn't have much success running the football. Um, and, and they stuffed us pretty good. Uh, good defensive uh, plan. And as he said, they just uh, they they figured out a way to stuff them. They they figured out. That was probably Coastal's plan. They they probably said, you know what, we're going to shut down the run. We're going to make them one-dimensional, and then uh, we're just going to frustrate them through our pass coverage. And they did they did it well. They executed well. They executed better. That that's a lot of why this game went the way it did. And then finally, here's Coach on the turnovers. Now I, I think the turnovers is us kind of stressing, pressing, trying to make a play. You know you you. You're down, and, and you've got to go to the throw of the game. I mean, you can't sit there and methodically run the football and and uh, just trying to make a play. And uh, you know, it just didn't happen. It didn't happen. I don't. I don't. You know, I can't fault the attempt to go out there and, and make a play for our football team. They were trying to make a play. Everybody out there was trying to make a play, and the plays just weren't happening. Yeah, just. You know, it's it, sometimes the ball bounces one way, sometimes it bounces another. Um, and they were not able to capitalize when it did bounce their direction. And um, we'll see what Coach does with that going forward. Now, we did get a chance to talk to Darren. Um, if you guys saw the regular 
the regular press conference. You probably did not see Darren. He came in, um, um, I think, right after. There was some kind of technical issue where he did not end up on the regular broadcast. But uh, we did talk to Darren, and uh, here is Darren Granger, quarterback for our Panthers, and his overall performance. You know, just coming off last week, just, just felt like it was a downgrade this week. You know, last week we put up 600 yards of offense this week. Uh, let me see, I'm 309, so, you know, kind of downgrade this week, but, you know, it's tough to go on for and the point we're at right now, so just tough as a, a unit tonight. Also, here is, uh, I was able to ask him about, uh, I asked Coach this too, but I didn't put the clip in. I asked Darren, it seemed like the Panthers were able to go after and exploit, and it was part of the game plan pretty much all day, the mid to long range passes down the middle of the field uh, seem to be um, a target and a goal for our Panthers. And uh, here is his statement on that. Yeah, that's um we put in a couple plays just to try to exploit those those areas that they were kind of lacking on. So hit a couple of them, missed a couple of them. So it just felt like we could have executed better on some of those. And look, I, I still to this to this very moment right now, I tell you, one of the prettiest balls, the prettiest passes that Darren has is that mid to long range down the middle of the field throw. I, it doesn't look like he is trying to overthrow. It doesn't look like he's trying to do more than than he does. Uh, I just I think it's one of his best throws. Now he has a lot of good throws. It's not like this is the only thing he does well. He does a lot of good stuff. Uh, but I, I just I really like that throw. And then lastly, Darren was asked uh, what he and, and the team can do going forward to try to change their fortunes um, at 0-4. At this point, just continue to be a leader. Just continue to encourage the guys. Just, you know, we still got a lot of ball left. Just, we got to keep fighting. You know, we were down kind of last year, the same boat, you know. Just keep playing. You know, we can't give up uh, four games in. We got to keep fighting. And we got a lot of ball left, like I said. And I think that that just is testament to Darren that that's what he is going to do going forward. He's just going to continue to try to be a leader, continue to just keep grinding, get in there and and um, make sure that everybody's on the same page. Everybody's doing stuff. And uh, we appreciate Darren after. I mean, nobody wants to be 0 four. Nobody wants to be handed a 17 point loss at home on Thursday night when you are featured as a national game. It got bumped to ESPN, two. Not from ESPN. It was on ESPNU, and they bumped it to ESPN2. That's that's a big compliment. I will also say that there were probably no less than 20 scouts in the, in the media box with us from all different teams. Um, I didn't speak to any of them personally on a personal level, but just in general, uh, just chit-chat here and there. You could see the different colors and different logos and different gear. And uh, I'm not going to mention who was there or who may not have been. I'm not going to call them out that way. But there were seriously at least 20 NFL and uh, might have been some CFL as well, scouts in the building. And they weren't just looking at one team. They were looking at both teams. There there are ways to know that when you're watching them, um, you know, when whoever they're potentially targeting is who they're watching, that that's when you'll see them feverishly writing and things like that. And then when they're not, they're just glancing at the game. They're watching the game. 
checking their phones, things like that. No, these these guys were engaged in this game the entire time. They're watching people on both sides of the ball. Who are they watching? No idea. I know they were not watching me, and, and that's uh, that's uh, all I can confirm of that. But you know, let's talk a little bit about this game. We've talked a little bit about it, but you look, it, it, it's you know, 17 points. Like I said, but you take away those two touchdowns. And I know you can't just take scores off the board just to make it look right. But no, you do, and it's and it's a three-point game. That's the way things felt. That's the way things were. You look, uh, you know, passing-wise, Coastal had 268 yards in the air. Georgia State had 231. And that's not counting the 77-yard interception return by John Trey Hunter because, you know, if he would have just caught it and fell down, then they would have had a longer drive. Those numbers would have probably been up a little bit. But, you know, that's not the way things work. Um, the rush game just wasn't there. The leading rusher was Marcus Carroll, who had eight carries for 39 yards. Tucker Gregg had 11 carries for 22 yards. Darren only had 13. Jam Williams had four. The run game was just not there. Those are our four top rushers that at any given moment, any of them can have 100 yards by themselves. And uh, Coastal did a good job of, of shutting that down. Receiving-wise, uh, we had Cradle, who had 10 catches for 75 yards. He was able to get some separation. Um, Amon Green. Had a, a pretty decent showing at four catches. Uh, getting him involved, that was that was uh, pretty good. Seeing see the emergence of another receiver. I mean, there's just weapons everywhere. Just getting them all together on the same page uh, has has been a little bit of an issue sometimes. Robert Lewis, seven catches. He had the uh, he had the touchdown and uh, 82 yards. And uh, Jamari Thrash had a couple for 45 yards. So, you know, Darren spreads it out. He finds who's open. He doesn't target just one guy. It wasn't that bad. The the two interceptions by Darren, uh, one of them is a throw he probably wants back. The other one was a great defensive play. Those kind of things happen. You're a college borderline professional athlete. You're going to sometimes make mistakes. It happens. But like I said, uh, he may have wanted one of those throws back, but the other one I think he'd still make. And and that's – I don't have a problem with that. Uh, Antavius Lane had a, a pretty decent game. He, he didn't get beat a whole lot. Uh, he ended up with the 10 tackles. Jordan Jones had a, a pretty solid day. Jordan Benziel, John Trey Hunter, of course, with the um, big interception that we talked about. And just, you know, the defensive effort was, I mean, you could say, oh, well, they, I mean, look, they, they gave up 41 points. Yeah, but that wasn't all on the defense. Coastal was able to put long sustaining drives together and that helped wear out the, the defense when, when they're on the field way more than, than, uh, they should be. That's, that's how you wear down a defense, and that's pretty much what they were able to do. They were able to, to wear them down, to keep our offense off the field, 
And in the long run, Coastal was the better team. I think if we lined up and played again, it might be a different game, but that's not how sports work. We won't see these guys the rest of the year. But here's the thing. Is this team 0-4? They are. Are they one of the best 0-4 teams probably in the country? I think they're the best 0-4 team in the country. They're probably the best 1-3 if they were. or They're just right there. They're only 0-1 in the conference. Yeah, I know. You guys are saying whether well, you're just going to run the table and and uh, end up in the in the championship. Well, they could. They could. The way the East is, is uh, a lot of people are, are going to beat up each other to where more than likely the representative from the East that will be uh, in the Sun Belt game. Still, I think they still do a Sun Belt game. But the representative from the East is going to uh, probably have one or two losses. Because when you have App State and you have Coastal and James Madison and Marshall and Old Dominion, uh, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, I mean, the Hammers are on this side. There's some really good teams in the West, but the Hammers are on this side. So I feel pretty good about their chances versus Army. We will talk about that when we get back from a break where you will hear about our friends at BetOnline.com. Net. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports and scores betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including mlb mma boxing and golf and if you love sports podcasts you can find those at betonline as well head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions betonline where the game starts and we're back make sure to Visit our friends at betonline.net. They have the articles, they have the podcast, and they have all the uh, all the odds, all the all the, the uh, betting lines posted. And um, go make yourself some money. Now let's preview this game a little bit against Army. We know it is this Saturday versus Army. We know that is a CBS Sports Network game that is at West Point, up at Army, which is a place everybody should try to go, I believe. Um, this series versus Army has been fantastic. It's one of, been one of my favorites. For one, it has allowed me to see Army up close twice. It is just something else to be able to, to see or stand on the field next to these uh next to these young men and women they got some on the sideline and uh uh just to to let them know much how much we appreciate them but here is what army's going to do they're very much known for running the ball just when you think they're not going to run the ball they'll run it some more they love to run they love to run they love to run 
does that mean that they don't pass? No. If they catch you sleeping, they are going to throw it over your head. We've seen them do it. I think it is a version of the triple option that they run. I don't know the exact name of it because everybody has their own wrinkle. But we know what they're going to do. Here's the thing. Just because you know what they're going to do doesn't mean you can just automatically stop them. Because they're really good at it. There's a reason why they have ran the same offense for a long time. And we know that's what they're going to do. One of my keys to the game is going to be we have to contain the run. You're not going to stop it. But you can contain it. Make them try to beat you in the air. Because keep in mind, when you're throwing against our defensive backs, uh, Ja'Cory Crawford, great safety. Ant Lane, one of the best in school history. Quavian White, Brightquies Brown, those guys regularly, they average like an interception a game. They are very regularly on top of it. You know, so we, we almost, I mean, and even behind that, Jeremiah Johnson, Jalen Jones, Jalen Tate, Maka Jordan, those guys make plays every every game too. So we almost dare you to throw against us because I feel good about our defensive backs. That's that's key number one is we're going to contain the run. I would like to keep them. What is a good number? I, if we can keep them under. I would like to keep them right at 150 yards. 150 yards on the ground. That I don't know if that's feasible. Maybe maybe it's better to say closer to 175, 180. But I feel like if we can keep their run numbers around 150, we're going to be sitting pretty good. But, you know, Ballard for them, their quarterback, he he is uh, he's thrown for over 300 yards this year and two touchdowns. Uh, their main running back is Robinson with 23 carries for 249 yards and a touchdown. And keep in mind, of those 309 yards, 141 of them are on four receptions to Marshall, who has two touchdowns and, like I said, 141 yards for them uh, for Army. But you got to keep in mind, head coach Jeff Munkin has been doing a fantastic job since taking over this uh, program. Uh, I believe, God, was it 2013? He's in his ninth season. He's somebody, I don't know if he would, I'm not saying you shouldn't consider this, but he's somebody that's been throwing around the Georgia Tech talks of taking over Georgia Tech. And uh, and uh, just just bringing the running attack back to Georgia Tech just to get them back afloat. Um, I don't know that he would leave Army for that job. I'm sure that I would. But Jeff Munkin has these guys ready to play. He he has the Warriors ready to fight. And uh, it's it's going to be a rough game. It's going to be a tough game. They both are not where they want to be. One team's at zero and four. That's that's Georgia State. 
Army's at two and two. They they feel like they should be at least three and one. But they've let some opportunities go. So for key number two, I'm gonna just keep bringing this up and until the until it's until it's not a thing. No special teams mistakes. That's no block kicks, no block punts. That's uh that's you know, hey, let's try to return some kicks for once. The the fair catch in every kick basically is just it's just like automatically putting yourself in a weird field position. You're always starting on your twenty five or thirty as opposed to maybe you could be closer to midfield. It just at some point at some point I feel like you, you just need to start returning some kicks and doing some things from there. Uh, and then the third thing, because, you know, like I said, the first, we're going to crack down on the run. We're going to try to contain them under, let's go, 170 yards. I think we can we can win at that at that clip. Number two, let's, let's not have any special teams mistakes. And number three, this Army defense is good, and they're going to they're, – they're not known for their big pressure. So let's get our run game going. Let's have at least – at least one of our four main – have over 100 yards, at least one or two of the other be at 80 or better. You know, hey, let's let's balance out. Let's try to have 300 yards rushing on the ground. And I think that's going to help us get to a victory. So get our rush attack going early, crack down on their rush attack, and not have any big-time special teams mistakes. And I think that's a Panther victory. I think that's going to be a Panther victory. But we'll be tuning in. This Saturday at noon, CBS Sports Network as Georgia State will travel up to West Point, New York, Mitchin Stadium up there to face Army. And that's going to do it for us this week. Shout out to all you amazing people who make it so much fun and so great to come on and talk Georgia State Panthers each week. I am Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Go Panthers.